it's salty, a little bit sweet, and it's super crunchy. Do you like it? Yeah, duh. <laughs> salty, sweet, super crunchy, and loved by nearly everyone who's had it. It's salted egg, or rather salted egg fish skin chips. That's quite a mouthful. But if you're from Singapore or Malaysia, you've probably eaten or have at least heard of this famous snack. It's essentially crispy fried fish skin coated in a powdered salted egg sauce. It sounds simple, but the base flavor of the snack, salted egg, has made waves in the local food scene unlike any other ingredient. And though food fads are a dime a dozen, Salted eggs have a rich history over a thousand years in the making. So really, it's more than a fad. It's a movement. Because salted egg has been evolving and maturing over time, and it seems like it's finally breaking out of its shell. This is Take a Bow, the show exploring anything and everything around Asian food. I'm Lo Yijun. Food trends are nothing new. I mean, we've seen the rise and fall of cronuts, raindrop cakes, and yes, even lattes poured into avocados. Trends like these come and go. They get a big spike in popularity, but after a few months or years, we often see them die down. And that might initially seem the case for the snack you heard in the beginning, that crispy crunch from salted egg flavored chips. And you might be forgiven for thinking that. With hour long queues snaking out of their shops, salted egg snack brands like Irvin's and Golden Duck have spawned a new wave of salted egg fandom, a craze for the salty, sweet, umami flavor of salted egg. Because since the rise of these snacks, We've seen burger stalls slathering salted egg sauce on top of their patties and fries, barbecue shops rubbing salted egg onto their ribs, and it's even permeated into desserts, with bakeries selling salted egg cakes and croissants. But unlike most food fads, the hype around salted egg feels different. Unlike rainbow unicorn cakes and kale smoothies, salted egg isn't a new invention. It's been around for over a thousand years, a preserved food that has persevered through time. And this recent buzz around it is just a fresh chapter in its steady rise to culinary stardom. So this episode, we'll be hearing from different voices who are all proponents of the salted egg movement, and I'll take you through the salty story of this umami-packed ingredient from its humble beginnings in China to its journey to becoming the most dangerously addictive snack of all. Before we dive into this whole mania surrounding salted eggs, let's first take a crack at understanding what salted eggs are and how they're made. For that, I met up with a food historian at a small cafe in Malaysia to find out more about salted eggs. And because it's in a cafe, you might hear some background chatter. But anyway, here's what he had to say when I asked him, what do salted eggs taste like? Uh, obviously, salted eggs taste salty. 
and that is part of the attraction. Yup, silly me. Of course, salted eggs are salty. We don't need a food expert to tell us that. But the voice you just heard is a walking encyclopedia of Southeast Asian food. And he knows a lot more about salted eggs than anyone else I've met. Yes, I'm Naj Arifin, and I'm Malaysian, but my mom is Singaporean, so there's a nice mix there. And uh, I've done some research on uh, overall Malaysian and also Southeast Asian food. So the history of food, you know, that's something that is very interesting uh, as part of the overall cultural research that I do. Naj is a food historian and researcher who's written countless articles on Asian food and culture. And yes, while it might seem immediately obvious that salted eggs are essentially eggs that are salted, there's a lot more to be said about them. Because it is uh, salted, it uh, gives you that extra twang when you eat it with uh, something maybe a little bit um, less, uh, less tasty. So it gives that extra oomph in your daily dish. You eat it with rice. You can eat it, of course, with porridge. That's also very popular. Sometimes with noodles, but not as popular. Just as a quick primer, in Asia, salted eggs are often paired with blander starches like porridge or congee, and yes, sometimes even noodles. And that last one, noodles, might bring to mind those cured egg yolks that have been recently popularized by American TV chefs and Italian restaurants. You know, those little golden discs of egg yolks that are cured in a bit of salt for a few days before being shaved on top of pasta, like the traditional Italian botarga. But the type of salted egg that we're talking about here, the Asian kind, is salted by a very different method. Well, two methods, actually. Um, now, there are basically two ways of um, saltifying eggs, uh, using a, maybe a word that I just invented. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. The first is brining them. Brining them in a concoction that is, of course, salty. And um, it's a bit different in China, it's a bit, a bit different in Indochina, it's a bit different in the Malay world. But basically, the, the concept is the same. You immerse them in a very briny kind of... Uh, um, concoction that eventually makes the innards of the eggs salty. Okay. okay, brining, that sounds common enough. But one thing to note is that instead of brining just the yolks, like in the American or Italian way, these eggs are brined whole with the shell. So the eggs are just left sitting in a salty liquid for a few days until the salt penetrates through the shell. And as Nudge says saltifying them. I know that's not really a word, but it does have quite a cool ring to it, no? But anyway, what's the second method then? The other, which I think at the moment is more popular, is meshing it into charcoal. Usually charcoal, although some people use other things as well. But um, charcoal that is brined with uh, a mix of very salty um, minerals. Yeah. So again, you leave them for up to three days or some even much, much longer. These two methods, brining and wrapping it in salted charcoal or clay, are unique to Asia. And they go way back. All around Asia, people have been salting eggs for generations. Um, salted eggs have been around for a very, very long time, both in China, where it's been around for at least, wow, like hundreds and hundreds of years, that's very certain. Um, and in the Malay archipelago as well, where it's known as Telur Asin. But if you're familiar with salted eggs, you'll realise that 
These eggs are very commonly attributed to China, and that's because of one big reason. Um, one of the popular reasons why a lot of things are attributed to China is the simple reason that um, the Chinese have very meticulous records. Most other places from below China, Indochina downwards, um, people didn't really keep records so meticulously. There are very few, but those few that um, do survive do show that there were, um, there were efforts at record keeping before. It's just that they didn't survive. So we don't have those records, unfortunately. So at the moment, if we rely on the written records, then yes, things like salted eggs uh, are first recorded in China. And out of all these ancient records, there's one that explicitly laid out the method for brining eggs. It's a book written in the 6th century AD. It's called the Qi Min Yao Shu, which roughly translates to Essential Techniques for Agricultural Welfare. And there's all sorts of interesting farming knowledge in this book, like the right way to breed cattle and pickle vegetables. And there's even a section about how it's best to feed silkworms with mulberry leaves. Sorry, I just thought that was a really cute and interesting thing. But anyway, the fact that this ancient text mentioned brining eggs just goes to show how prevalent salted eggs were even 1400 years ago. And it all started out with the desire to preserve eggs, to make them last longer. But beyond China, other countries have used salted eggs too, with slight differences and variations here and there. In Malaysia, we don't even have to go back a whole millennia to see how salted eggs were different back then. Nach remembers a time, just 30 years ago, when salted eggs looked very different. And um, I remember when I was young and... Um traveling with my parents around Malaysia and even parts of Indonesia, um, there were always people in the kampungs who were doing these telo asin. You know, they had ponds and they had the ducks there. And so it was a very home cottage industry kind of thing. Um, unlike now, of course, where it's much more commercialized, whereas in the olden days, it was a very kampung kind of thing, which means that um, one producer in one kampung might taste quite different from another producer in another kampung. Just for reference, Kampong means village in the Malay language. And there were even specialised or specialty salted eggs. I remember in those days, for example, there was telo asin pedas, which means very spicy. And um, it's very rare now, unfortunately. Um, Have you personally tasted that before? Yes. And um, it is spicy. It is pedas. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's also the medicinal salted egg which again, they would use uh, herbs or um, particular kinds of uh, plants, one of the most popular being ginger. So you have these um, very ginger tasting salted egg, which again, unfortunately, is very rare these days. But, again... but yes, it's true. We rarely see any of these spicy or gingery salted eggs anymore. Personally, I've never even tasted or heard of them until I spoke to Nudge. In fact, the thing I remember most about salted eggs was eating them with congee as a kid, or porridge as we would call it. My mom would cook up a big pot of porridge and boil some salted eggs on the side, and we would ladle the porridge into our own bowls, scoop out the insides of these eggs, and mush them through our porridge. The porridge was plain, yes, but the salted egg, oh, the salted egg. As Naj described, it provided that twang of umami that just made the porridge so, so slurpable and almost addictive. 
I just couldn't get enough of that. And that is the way most people remember having salted eggs, just by using it as a condiment for the commonest carbs. In its most basic form, like it's done even today, you have the salted eggs and you just, uh, when you're ready to eat them, you just cut it open and eat with your rice or your porridge or whatever it is. So that is the most basic form and that's ever popular, that will never change. While the basic congee condiment might be the same, things have gotten funky. Things have gotten really creative with salted egg. And here's where we enter into the next part of our salted egg journey. Salted egg mania. Because instead of spicy or gingery salted egg, the 21st century has brought about a salted egg craze unlike any we've seen. And to help us trace salted eggs rise in popularity, I spoke to someone who has closely followed the trend, a journalist who wrote a piece about it for Malaysia's leading newspaper back in 2018. So um, my name is Abirami and I'm a food journalist with the Star newspaper. So basically I write about all things concerning food from food trends to um, food history. So one of the reasons I became very interested in writing a story about the salted egg yolk craze was because I'd seen it morph and evolve and explode actually seemingly out of nowhere. Being in the loop with food trends in Malaysia, Abirami remembers when the salted egg trend truly popped. Yes, I think um, it would probably have been maybe between around 2013 or 2014, around that period, um, when I think a lot of the newer players came in, like people like Irvin and, and Golden Duck in Singapore, which they both came around the same time, right? And they introduced these salted egg yolk snacks. And I think Irvin's is the creator of the salted egg fishkin chips, which you heard right at the beginning. Because there was such a craze surrounding that, I think it, it also transferred a little bit to Malaysia and I started seeing it in a lot of dishes and um, like you see a lot of salted egg yolk pastas and in burger fillings and even um, in ready-to-go sauces, you know, salted egg yolk um, sauces that people could use to cook with. So I think I would say it, it became very, very popular around that time and definitely more um, mainstream because previously it was, you know, such a, it was more of an old, old-fashioned ingredient. With all these salted egg pastas and burgers, I think we're presently at peak salted egg. But let's rewind a bit because we didn't go from congee to chips in one fell swoop. There were steps in salted eggs rise in popularity. Now, if you've been to a Chinese restaurant sometime in the past decade, chances are you would have had a salted egg dish. Whether it's salted egg prawns or squid or chicken, Salted egg dishes have always been one of the most ordered food items in Chinese or Cantonese restaurants in Southeast Asia. And as part of Abirami's research, she visited a popular salted egg store at a night market in her neighborhood. The store goes by the name of Ultraman, and the owner of the store had an interesting backstory which corroborated the way in which salted egg became popular. Yeah, and with the the Ultraman stall, that's actually a personal favorite of mine because um, I, it, he the Ultraman, that uncle, comes to my Pasamalam, so I used to go there all the time. Um, but what I thought was very uh, interesting about him was that he told me that he was a, a cook in a Chinese restaurant and that he was always making these salted egg yolk dishes at the restaurant. And what he realized was that 
nearly every table wanted something salted egg yolk and that was like their best selling dish so he thought oh why don't why doesn't he just go and start his own stall specializing in this since people want it so much and i thought that was such a good idea because he's done very well from that okay okay before we go any further we have to talk about the name of the stall because there's just such a weird and wonderful thing going on about naming conventions here okay so the salted egg shop is called Ultraman, and it's named after this Japanese superhero of the 1960s. And I actually watched this in my childhood. It was kind of the Asian equivalent of the Power Rangers. And if you're interested, the show is still going on now. The 32nd season, Ultraman Z, is coming out this June. Not that I'm going to watch it, but just in case you were interested. But anyway, this Salted Egg stall is named after Ultraman the superhero, not because the owner is really into Ultraman. Rather, it's because in Cantonese, Ultraman is known as Hamdan Chuyan. And the first two syllables, Hamdan, actually means salted egg, named after Ultraman's eyes, which looked like two salted eggs. Hence the name. It's kind of crazy, but kind of hilarious as well. But anyway, back to the main story. So this Ultraman store was started by a man by the name of Wong Chi Ho. And yes, from his days working at Chinese restaurants, noticing how popular salted egg dishes were, he thought it'd be a great idea to branch out on his own. And maybe people were crazy enough about salted egg that he could make bank by just focusing on this one thing, putting all his eggs in one basket, so to speak. And boy, did he make a lot of salted egg things. In his stall, he's got like salted egg yolk pumpkin and tofu, prawns and squid and chicken. And I think he's added a few more variations to that as well. So you imagine the amount of work that goes into it because they deep fry each of these things separately. And then he has a huge wok of salted egg yolk paste that he makes. And so he told me that he, he uses about, I think it's a thousand salted egg yolks in a three-day period. And because he does the night market circuit every day of the week, so that means that he would probably use close to 3,000 maybe salted eggs in a week, yeah. That is a whole load of salted eggs. And all this because someone took a chance, took a gamble at this one ingredient that was popular in Chinese restaurants. Interestingly, this was how one very famous snack brand started too. It began with an Indonesian family, the Gunawans, who were owners of a few Chinese restaurants in Singapore. Singaporeans listening to this might remember Irvin's Seafood Zutar Restaurant or Irvin's Live Seafood House at Upper Thompson Road. And yes, the clue is in the names of these restaurants, because this was the very beginning of Irvin's, that famous snack brand that we've been name-dropping all episode. In the years running these restaurants, Irvin Gunawan and his brothers saw salted egg crabs and prawns become one of the most popular items on their menus. And so, grabbing at that opportunity, they started selling more salted egg things and eventually spawned their salted egg brand, Irvin's. And Abirami herself is a big fan of Irvin's too. I've waited in the queues because I like their I like their fish skins and also b- because they they um, package it in much larger bags as well. So I think of a family, it makes it's better. It's just that it's very very expensive, but um, I, I, it's very nice, though. Yeah. Well, did did you queue as as a part of your research or was this? A- no, I just queued <laughs> because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Irvin's is often the brand credited for starting this new wave of salted egg madness. And with Irvin's came a slew of other brands. There's Golden Duck, Yoki, Yogalicious, and any bad eggy mashup names you can think of probably exist as a salted egg company too. And even big brands like Lay's and Pringles have released salted egg flavoured chips. And in Malaysia, we're seeing the same happen. I spoke to a man who started one of Malaysia's own salted egg snack brands. Hi, I'm Ivan, and I'm the founder of Wholesick Gourmet Snacks. And like everyone I spoke to for this story, Ivan firmly believes that although, yes, salted egg snacks have taken the local culinary scene by storm, it isn't a new invention. It's always been there. So I think uh, the salted egg snack specifically probably was commercialized by them. Yeah, so I think uh, Irvin's and Golden Duck, they were the pioneers in this uh, creation of salted egg snack. But salted egg has, like dishes, has always been there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a Singapore thing or so. We would, we would, I would fight that it's a Malaysia thing, but Singapore always claimed that <laughs> it's theirs. But yeah, salted egg, I think, has always been there. It's just that... Uh, oh, you sense the tension there between Singapore and Malaysia? Mm, it's a sensitive topic for sure. And there's actually a whole food feud between the two countries, which we're not going to get into today. That's way too dicey. But just like his Singaporean counterparts, Ivan's company started in an equally serendipitous way. It's a wonder how so many good food ideas come out of accidents and serendipity, eh? Uh, to be honest, it was accidental for us as well. Uh, we were experimenting with it and we were like, okay, let's just sell it to our friends. And because, you know, Chinese New Year, everyone like to eat all this salted egg stuff. And yeah, uh, we didn't plan to make it until so big, but it did. <laughs> so again, it's this case of taking a gamble on this one ingredient, this one flavor that Malaysians and Singaporeans will probably fall head over heels with. And in Ivan's case, it was just from selling salted egg things for fun for Chinese New Year. And he told me he recently left his job as a banker to put all his focus on this salted egg endeavor. And rather than seeing it as a trend, Ivan thinks that the hype around salted egg might never fade. I I would say that salted egg trend is always like, it comes and goes. It's not like it hasn't been there or you know hasn't been a hype before it it in recent years like maybe if you look in the past 10 years there's always some salted egg you know whether it's burger whether some salted egg chicken suddenly a brand will appear and then make it commercialized again it's just that in the recent year is this salted egg put into a snack form uh that has been more commercialized Uh, i think moving forward um salted egg will always be there uh it's probably not fish skin, not potato chips. People are always looking for something new. Um, So we are also going into a lot of experimenting uh, with new products. How can we make salted egg um, interesting in different forms? So all this is to say that salted egg is here to stay for good. And though I admit we've been taking quite a narrow view here, focusing just on the salted egg hype in Malaysia and Singapore. Because yes, at the moment, its popularity is a regional one at best. I fully admit that. But I really feel like it's on the verge of bursting into the rest of Asia. And maybe, just maybe, the rest of the world too. So if you've never tried salted egg, maybe now's the time. I know, having heard all that, 
If you're unfamiliar with the Asian food scene, it might seem like I'm talking about this really niche ingredient and just pushing for it. But trust me, give it time and salted eggs will be a hit. So just to end, just to give it a little global perspective, in the beginning of the year, I actually saw a recipe for a salted egg pound cake, which was on an American food site, Food52. And that cake was made by Coro Lee, an Asian-American food writer and editor at the site. I did a quick call with Coro just to get a feeling of how salted egg was being received in the US. And though it hasn't quite hit American soil in the same way, Coral has high hopes. I feel like it's not yet breaking, but I, I, I have seen it. Um, I saw a white chocolate bar that was salted egg yolk flavor, and it wasn't in the Asian market. It was by um, an American producer. So I feel like it's, it's going to break out. And I- Ooh, salted egg and white chocolate. I might try that at some point. But the reason why Coral thinks that we're going to see salted egg finally breaking out of its shell is because in Coral's eyes, salted eggs can play this really special role in cooking. So I feel like salted egg kind of naturally straddles this line of sweet and savory and is really never relegated to one sphere or the other. Um, And so I feel like salted egg yolk works in this very mysterious way where it deepens the savoriness of sweet things, but also heightens the sweetness of savory things. That is a mysterious, magical ingredient indeed. And if you've never encountered salted egg, the quickest way you can get a fix is to hit up your local dim sum restaurant. And as Coral recommends, order the messy dish of liu sha bao or lao sha bao in Cantonese, which translates to flowing sand bun. It's another 20th century invention that is yet another step towards salted egg world domination. I think the most exemplary dish is the what translates to flowing lava buns or spilling out sand bun. The translation is very messy, um, as is the dish. And I think I have such fond memories of that dish because it's so decidedly unserious and impractical. And every time we get them at dim sum, my dad and I split it, even though it's always super messy and ends up dripping all over our chins, but it, it kind of speaks at like this childlike joy that we get from food. And Coral is so in love with salted egg that she's pushing for it on every front. Yes, I, I kind of feel like a broken record, but it feels like every recipe I'm now pitching is a salted egg yolk thing. Like, um, <laughs> I definitely want to put up a flowing lava bun on the site. I, I feel like no one makes those at home. You know, it, it's so impractical to make them at home, but also when else or how else are some people going to try it? And so... And I would like to put one of those on the site. But also I feel like it would do so well in like a, a pastry cream or a custard even. But until salted egg turns up in pastry cream and custards, until Coral releases a foolproof recipe for those flowing sand buns, even until salted egg fish skin chips become a reality in the US, Coral has some final words of advice. Plan A is go to your Asian grocery store. Go somewhere you're totally unfamiliar with and you know, you don't know the layout, you don't know the people, you don't know the language, but go find the salted egg yolks and experience culture in that way. That was hopefully plan A. And plan B, if you don't want to do that or you can't, um, is to cure them yourself at home. And that, of course, will take some more time and loving care. Time and loving care. Not only are those the keys to making salted eggs on your own, perhaps those two are the real ingredients to spreading the salted egg gospel to the rest of the world. 
beyond just Chinese congee, beyond fish skin chips, and beyond Ultraman stalls. Because with the world seeing the loving craze we have for salted eggs, it's only a matter of time before the real global salted egg mania begins. Thank you for listening to Take a Bow. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this. And if it's not too big of an ask, please do tell one of your food friends about the show, or maybe even two friends, or maybe three. It will really, really help the show grow and just get more people excited about Asian food. And since you stayed until the very end, here's a bonus blooper reel. It's just some extra audio of my friend Hanif eating some Irvin's chips with lots of giggles. What's that? Fish kids. Mm. Have you tried fish kids? It's very addictive. Once you start, you can't stop. Wait, wait, wait. Hanif, have you had Irvin's fish kids? No, this is my first wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'll go there, I'll go there, I'll go there. It's the first time. Oh my god, it's your first time. Okay, it's Hanif's first time trying salted egg fish skin. Mmm. Nice. Is it dangerously addictive, like for the label? For this particular one, I think so, yeah. For this particular one, I think it's dangerously addictive. <laughs> <laughs> now that is the sound of a salted egg convert. Take a Bow is hosted and produced by me, Lo Ejun. Thank you, Najarifin, Abirami Durai, Ivan Lim, and Koro Lee for sharing their knowledge. Special thanks also to Christine Wong and Hanif Baharudin for those crunchy bits of audio you heard. And also to Melissa Tiong, who so generously shared her precious Irvin's chips from Singapore. Sorry if I had a little too much, Melissa. Our album art is designed by Maglin Wong. And finally, thank you Trisha Toh and Kelvin Go for providing the salted egg images for this episode. Our next episode will be out in a fortnight. Until then, this is Jun bowing out. Bye.